0: Well, I have to tell you that since it's Mother's Day, and I am Pastor Sherry, Kevin's wife, which most of you, I think all of you know, um, you have to tell your mom thank you this morning. So if your mom is still with you, even if she wasn't an amazing mom, you have to tell her Mom, thank you, thank you. Oftentimes we look at our parents or we look at, we look at our parents and we see the, the, the lack and we don't realize, it. we have to have our own kids to realize that there's actually a little bit more and that they were a human and they made mistakes. And one of, I think, the best ways of bringing restoration is realizing they were just human. And so I want to encourage you to tell Mumsy, happy Mother's Day. All right, so, and if it is your, your mom, can you raise your hand, if you're a mom? mumsy, happy Mother's Day, happy Mother's Day. Thank you for giving life, I mean, and thank you for the next 18, well, forget 18, 25. Thank you for giving the rest of your life to taking care of your children. Just know, mine is 26 turning 27, and then I have a 19-year-old turning 20, and I am still taking care of them and they are still just as expensive. So it's important for you to know that you're going to have them forever. And the encouraging word for both parents is that the mistakes that you make now, don't worry. You've got 20 years to fix it. (laughs) You've got 18 years to work it out. So you're going to figure out stuff that, man, I was so sure that was right on the money. And then you realize, oh, that wasn't wasn't so good. But here's hope. You're going to have a while. You got you got the, their whole lives, and so if you're faithful in the intimacy with relationship, it will change, it will change, and especially if you're faithful in your intimacy with the Father, the Lord is going to bring about a redemptive work in that relationship. Even for us as adults, um, with my mom, I had a really turbulent relationship and it's went on and off at times for years, but the Lord has been so faithful to me, and even in the seasons of where there wasn't turbulence, he has brought restoration, and a tremendous beauty where I've been able to really see the relationship redeemed, and uh, restoration go forth from it, so um, be of good cheer it may get hard and it probably will get hard and you will be brought to the end of yourself, but that's the growth of God to come. And, uh, you know, I wanted to tell you that I also feel that you have, that there's that God's going to give you a capacity to mentor or to father other men. I feel, I felt that for you that you have a capacity that the Lord is going to bring forth something. I see something expanding in you and, um, and that the Lord wants you to stay the way that you are. And uh, because uh, he doesn't want you to change. He really wants you to be the expression of yourself, the uniqueness of you, and that He's going to bring bring about, I say bring forth, it sounds so, sounds very spiritual, um, but He's going to bring about opportunities for you to father other men. I see that happening like young men. I see young men for you, even youth. I see youth for you, you fathering youth uh, at some time. So, um, And where you haven't had, there's been a void, I feel, of a father uh, that the Lord is going to broaden you and give you the capacity to do that in like a really powerful way like a way that you would have never learned that it would have had to come from the Lord and so if there's somebody even that hears something like that you know you can always take that for yourself so I've been meditating this morning on single barren women for greater will be your I think it's your spiritual children that scripture and sometimes we see the barrenness as the penalty. Uh, we see the penalty like, okay, we've never had any real children or we have trouble with our children or we can't find a relationship to bring forth children. So we see the barrenness in our lack, but we don't see, uh, I think there's a different side to it. I think there's a different side to the barrenness part. I think there's actually, um, it's where flesh and the perspectives that we see things through fleshly eyes or fresh, uh, fleshly vision, that flesh gives way, and that barrenness, because that's where barrenness comes from, is from flesh and carnality and wrong thinking, and uh, new life springs forth and spiritual children come forth, and fruitfulness and multiplication come forth because we've entered into a spiritual eyeset, a spiritual vision with those things. And that's the encouraging part. So, whatever part that we're in in the battle or the journey of life, even if we've got something missing, uh, there's going to be battles that we lose. You know, we're going to have difficulties, there's going to be stuff that just doesn't go right for us. But so, in that barrenness, the Lord will cause it to spring forth in, spru- in spiritual fruitfulness and in spiritual multiplicity so plentiful so I just really wanted to encourage with that so, so many times as moms we are really beating up on ourselves as parents we beat the knot out of ourselves of what we weren't and we were never perfect so why have we tried to do it in our own strength that's the big thing that's the key that I had the hardest time learning is why have I tried to do this in my strength. So here's my notes. So redeeming and hopeful future, Eve was a life giver. Um, She was actually given her name. I'm gonna just move around on this, but I just wanna try to bring some, my purpose is to just bring some, um, I wanna wanna infuse you with some information and then I want what I want uh, is the Holy Spirit to unpack it for you. Because if he unpacks it, it becomes living. And then what I said actually comes home to you. And even if it's Mother's Day as a man, it becomes something unique and very flavorful and an expression, a new aroma to you. So um, so uh, in Genesis 127, uh, God created mankind in his own image. That's both us, men and women. We were created in the image, or man was created in the image of God. We, it was before we came about. We weren't there woman wasn't there yet but we were created man even though he was alone he was created in the image of God and so in the image of God he created them male and female he created them and God blessed them and said to them be fruitful and increase in number Uh, fill the earth and subdue it rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground so The woman was taken from man, but what happened there is that man was alone, so God split woman off from man in order to make uh, multiplicity or plentiful or to keep man in oneness, human man, uh, by himself. So it wasn't good for him to be alone. So God took out attributes of woman out of Adam. He took them out so he took them out from the rib alongside and the purpose of it was for god to split himself i feel like it's almost a splitting that happened of himself in his in his design for us to multiply and to create it was the design of god to split us and to put attributes of woman in woman that are God, there are attributes in you, woman. I don't know if you've ever known that, but I had the hardest time realizing that and coming to an awakening of that, that I was actually given uh, attributes of God himself Myself, I was given that as woman, and they're uniquely feminine to us now. But they were at one time; they were in the human man all at once. But we were split off from him, and so there's attributes in woman that are unique to woman, and now there's attributes in man. But the original was we were all we were one. It's just we split. So I think that's really powerful. So um, we were created equally in the image of God. And both were given rulership and the assignment to create the kingdom. It's pretty powerful. Both of them were given that mandate. We were both given the design uh, we were both given the rulership and the assignment to create the kingdom. Now, what that looks like is diverse in all kinds of facets of our life and seasons and chapters. It can be different for some men than it is for other men. It can be different for some women than it is for other women. Some women do not have children. Some women are not marrying now. Some women are divorced and raising their children on their own. Some women are married with no children. Some women are just single their whole lives and they choose not to marry. Some women, their their fruitfulness is in their workplace or in their calling or in their ministry service. So there's a a vast variety, I think even more to women than there is to men, because we oftentimes have the children to care for if we're in um, being single uh, with children. So, but the mandate that was given to uh, male and female, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Um, Oftentimes we look at women that if we're not bearing children, we don't have fruitfulness. And I, I think that's very wrong. It's wrong because the fruitfulness was not placed upon, the uh, the emphasis is not placed upon her womb. The emphasis is placed upon the life that she's to lead and that she's to subdue, uh, she's to fill the earth and she's to subdue it. So she's able to have children, but she's not necessarily able to sire the child without a man. So both are life-giving forces. They... Together, they must create life. But you can't, woman, you can't create life without a man. You can, I mean, you can go get a test tube, I guess. That's the new thing. But, you know, I won't go into that because it's a little awkward. But, you know... Um, we are our identity sometimes is in uh, the bringing forth of children, and so when we grow the children up, then we think we have no identity anymore, or we've lost identity because it, or we don't have any ch- uh, children, so we think, Well, we're not fruitful, but that it's not true. The fruitfulness is based. Yeah. Good that's good I'm glad you can't have any children, so but that's oh yes, you can you can sire them, you can, but you you're not carrying them forth, but it's true we we don't see our lives in a fruitful in the fruitfulness of View of God, He tells us to be fruitful and He tells us to fill the earth and subdue it. And He's we're ruling over the fish of the sea. And you're going to see in a little bit uh, where we're given the kingdom mandate in uh, in Matthew. So we're given a kingdom mandate for our lives, and it's not on if we have our children or we don't give forth children. It's our spiritual children become greater destiny sometimes than our own children. And I don't know why that is, but it, it happens. And we have capacity. I, I don't want to have 20 kids. I don't want to influence 20 people's lives, I mean, in, in a child way. I don't want, I, I, I prefer birth control. So um, I do. I only had two. So, but, but I have the capacity and I'm given the mandate, I'm commanded with the mandate to be uh, fruitful and to fill the earth i'm commanded to do that i'm commanded to fill the earth and i'm commanded to su- subdue it so both were given rulership and assignment to create the kingdom and genesis 3 22 says then the lord god made a woman from the rib and man he brought her to the woman uh, to the man so that she was actually the final part of creation which is very interesting I wonder if it was just almost like the exclamation point in what he started. And the exclamation point was because he made it multiply. What was one was now two. And so, which is, again, the mandate of be fruitful and multiply. So, it's very interesting. So, she she was called Eve by Adam, but she was called woman by God. Read it. Ah, that's good. She was called... (laughs) <laughs> she was called Eve by Adam, and it's actually after the curse. Now, that's not bad, but again, men are it, give, men give life as well. We, you do. We can't do it without you. I mean, I guess, but, you know, anyway, that, I don't know. If they get the chromosome and the, what is those things that they're creating, these androids and robots and... Uh, I don't know, anything, and little lambs that are now multiplying and they had no mom or I don't know, something like that. So So she was called Eve by Adam, but she was called woman by God. It's very powerful. And then when she gets Eve, it's not, it's after the curse, but it's not a curse that Adam is giving to her. He's actually giving forth life, which the curse that was placed over her life, she's giving forth he's prophesying life over her and where the redemption of her life comes from. It's interesting very interesting so uh, Genesis 176 says I will make you very fruitful and I will make nations of you and kings will come from you again it's them it's plural it's uh, uh, woman and man. It's, it's the, it's the both. It's, it's complementarian. It's different ways of being used in different seasons of our life, but still being fruitful and being plentiful and subduing. It's still subduing and filling the earth. What are we filling the earth with? The glory of God, right? When Jesus came, the greater, we go from greater glory to glory and greater glory and greater weight of who he is. Glory means weight. It's the weight of who he is. So, as I increase in the weight of who he is, I'm going from greater and greater greater glory to greater glory. I'm increasing in weight and in stature, in the fullness of him. so I'm bringing the kingdom forth in my life and I'm to bring that to the world in my fruitfulness and in my in my uh, multiplication. I'm not to add so if I'm just thinking about babies and ha- popping out a couple, or if I don't, or if I choose not to, or just that chapter didn't work, do I not have a fruitful life to bear fruit from? Do I not have a plentiful life to live forth from? Does that not come forth from me? And does that, does life not come from men? Yes, we birth them, but the life still, life force comes from a man. So, all right, so I will make you very fruitful. I love that scripture. I will make you very fruitful and I will make nations I will make the nations, uh, can you go back to that, that last one? I will make the nations, um, I will make nations of you and kings will come from you. Kings will come from you. So royalty, prophet, priest, and king, prophet, priest, and queen, inheritance, royalty, dominion, authority, positional. It's all to come forth from you. You are given positional authority when Jesus hits the ground. When the Holy Spirit came, you were given positional authority. You now can subdue and fill it because you have a position in Christ. And as he is, so are you. And you're walking in his authority. All right. So now you can click for it. All righty. Psalms 105, 24. The Lord made his people very fruitful and he made them stronger than their adversaries. So there's your fruitfulness again over adversaries. There's your fruitfulness again. So nowhere in scripture, scripture is woman spoken of by the Lord being without power, productivity, or without ability. Sin has only sin caused striving between male and female. There should be no striving because only sin caused that. Only the sin and the curse of sin. If you look it up in Genesis, the curse was to strive and to dominate or to usurp. But complementarian says there is no striving. It's Who am I in this season of my life or the personality or the awareness or the understanding uh, that I have of God and the intimacy that I have with the Holy Spirit? Who am I in this time and where is the Lord bringing me to? And it's interesting because it's gender neutral. The mandate is gender neutral. You are to create, uh, Matthew 20 says, go ye into all the world, preach the gospel, heal the sick, raise the dead, and cast out devils. That's a, a dominion authority. We're to subdue and we're to, um, we're to subdue and fill the earth. What are we filling the earth with? We're filling and multiplying and um, we're filling, multiplying and bearing fruit in a world with with kingdom priority and the, greater, and the glory of God. That's what we're doing. Our plentifulness comes from that source. So it's not it's not gender it's it's not gender specific it's gender neutral and you see with the scripture where it says there's neither male nor female, uh, Jew nor Greek um, that. All of slavery, the domination of slavery, the domination of indentured servants, um, the the differences of well, I'm a Dominican and well, I'm Honduran. Well, I'm I'm Colombian, so I'm not Honduran. Or all of those categories and those hierarchical structures that we place on ourselves with the with the Jew or Greek have been just dis- done away with. They've been abolished. We have been 100% set free with authority. And our life is to reflect that. And what does our life look like? For Well, for the woman, if we have children, we're bearing, fr- we're, we're bearing fruit, we're having children, but we're bearing fruitfulness and we're multiplying in the circle that we are. And many of us women are working as parents. And so we're bearing fruit and we're plentiful and we're multiplying and we're bearing fruit within the uh, culture and the ethos that we have. We're reflecting the glory of God within those circumstances, the glory, the weight of who he is is we're bringing the kingdom we're we're demonstrating power we're showing the world that does not that knows of god who god is and that they can know him and that there's intimacy so the, it's a gender neutral we're, our salvation is a free gift, but it's on earth as it is in heaven. So we're bringing heaven to earth. That's the mandate. It's a kingdom mandate. Heaven as on earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. That prayer is a, is, is a prototype or an outline for what, how we approach God and then what we're to do with what God gives us. And again, it's gender neutral. I like that. Shake your head if you like it. I think that's kind of nice, right? Isn't that nice? It makes me feel like my whole life has a purpose besides just being a good wife or being a, good, uh, being a good husband for some of you. It's, it puts an identity and an individuality to your faith and to the purpose of what you're becoming and what is flourishing in your life and the why that it's flourishing and the how. And that's God's purpose for you is the flourishing of him within every area of your life. So some, some of us are gonna have kids, some of us are gonna marry, some are not, but what does fruitfulness and what does plentifulness look like uh, in our life? Uh, and in the journey and the seasons and the chapters that we have so what does it look like for a woman to bring the kingdom forth in all areas you can go to the next slide I wish I had that little clicker if I had that clicker I would use that clicker I would I would click 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 I'd back up I'd practice I'd maybe do a little musical like rap tempo to it I would just click on but I can't so I have to ask Matt um so what does that look like to bring in every, the, what does it look like to manifest the kingdom in every area? If you're a mom, you're bringing in, of course, the word of God, the spoken or the written word, the logos, but you're also bringing in the relationship, and this is for the fathers too. You're bringing in the intimacy with the father. You're bringing about a reflection of who God is to those children, and you're teaching them how to hear the voice of God. How do I hear God? Not perfectly, but how does mom, how does dad, how do I hear him? And what does it look like? What does that look like in the everyday? And so you're bringing your unique design Galatians 5:25 says if we live in the spirit let us also walk in the spirit so that means there's an action we're not just living like sitting in a chair we're walking we're doing something there's a tangible action to it and it's alive and that's what it looks like it's in the real that our kids grab a hold of God it's in the real it's in them seeing our strength end and uh, or our, our strength end and our weakness begin and seeing the strength you emulating and verbally communicating to them where the strength of god has come from and where the strength of god took over and started so it's a a genuine um, communion with the lord so uh second corinthians 12 9 says and he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness so and that grace word means spiritual power moving in love Spiritual power moving in love, not based on perfection. So spirit, the spiritual-filled spiritual filled life is created through intimacy. So what I want to ask you, to uh, what I want to put before you is what are the barriers to intimacy that you have? Looking for those barriers. Do you expect yourself to be perfect? Do you have to put forth a perfect example? Do you tear yourself down when, when your example is poor? And then you run from the father, you run from intimacy and you run from you run from God. You can't draw near. Are you able to receive his grace at any measure, though you fall 50 times? Do you know that your identity lies in what he's done and not in, in, in your capacities and your abilities? But do you really know that? I mean, sometimes we put these heavy rules on ourselves and the expectations of living righteously. But our righteousness came, never came from your works and your own abilities. Your righteousness has always been sealed and validated by the righteousness of Christ and what was done on the cross. It's true, but we say to ourselves we can't draw near to intimacy because our perfect standard was isn't enough this week and so we can't reflect it and if we tell our children i struggled with this or i struggled with that or i'm struggling with this right now and mommy doesn't know how to make this come forth and daddy doesn't know how to do this and i don't know what the future holds and this is a hard season we think by telling them or being transparent about our weakness somehow we're demoting god or demeaning him and that's a lie it's a lie we're putting forth then what we're doing is we're putting forth a reflection uh, of an image that's that's false it's not real And it has to be organic, and it has to be uh, authentic, and it has to be tangible, and there has to be texture. Um, I think it's Charles Spurgeon. He said, someone also told me it was A.W. Tozer. Uh, I think it's Charles Spurgeon. But he said, preach the gospel if necessary, use words. (laughs) Preach the gospel if necessary, use words. Is it Tozer? It's Spurgeon, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's St. Francis of Assisi. I was way off. I was way off. At least I'm not quoting Third, John, Third Corinthians. because <laughs> there is none. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So um, So fully embracing so what are our barriers to intimacy? God's desire for you is to know him and to be known, to know him fully. That's not in 3 Corinthians either. Uh, To know him and to know him fully. To be accepted of him. Do you know that you are totally loved? Do you believe that? Do you believe at whatever stage that you're in that you freak out with yourself that you're still struggling with four or five things within your life? Do you believe that God who knows all 52 things that still need to be worked on? Do you believe that he still loves you and that you're loved unconditionally? Can you journey forward with him in that identity? Is it okay? Are you forgiven? Is there a constant? Is there a constant measure, like unmeasured amount, of forgiveness for you? Do you have what it takes? Does he think you have it, and do you have it because you have him? Can you conquer? Can you do it? What if you do fail? Will he he care? Will he smack you down? What if you ruined it? What if you ruined it all? What if you wasted it several times? What if you wasted it several times with the Lord? You shattered it to pieces. Is he good and will he give it to you again? I feel like that's for you. I feel like that's for you that you wasted it, or you made a mistake, or you thought it was so good? How about those of you that will not move forward, and you know know the plans that God has for you, and it's because you're afraid. Your identity believes that God, it's like the parable that says to you, the parable that says, I thought you were a harsh taskmaster, so I buried it. I knew I only had one talent, and I buried it. There's some of you this morning that that's what you've done. You don't give it all. You don't put it all on the table because you hold back because you think God is a harsh taskmaster or he will leave you out there like a fool. That's what you think. You believe a lie in your identity. You believe a lie. You don't move forward, you give 70% and you don't move forward. You have callings that you won't move into anymore. You have things that you've done in the past and you won't move into it again. That's for you. (laughs) There's things that you won't move into because you made a mistake and maybe even you've wasted it. Maybe you feel like your age is too old. Maybe you feel like you're not skilled enough. Maybe you feel like you've not developed yourself enough so you won't try. Why make a fool of yourself? Why think, why think that you should be up there? Who says you're not gifted? Who says that he won't give it to you? Who says your mouth he won't open? If that's truly your identity, if that is, if you really are hidden in Christ, will what he plans for your life really come forward if you just try why do you wait for everything to lay out in front of you before you do anything? Why do you quit? Why have you quit? If we're going to go where God wants us to go, if we're going to move through the seasons of Uh, On the chapters of our life with vitality, with fruitfulness, with multiplicity, if we're not going to do plus and minus constantly sitting in a chair or hiding in a closet or buried on the backside of some mountain, just kind of fading off into the bliss of stuff and maybe even collecting seashells or starting weird collections, if we're going to actually embrace the kingdom purpose for our life in all areas and in all seasons of our motherhood and our husband, wife, uh, whatever season that we are, singleness, finding a mate, whatever it is, we have to embrace our identity and we have to find out what it is. You have to find out what it is and you have got to be honest when you, when you believed a lie. I even pray right now, Father, where the where blind eyes and religious eyes have blinded themselves. I prayed this before, but I feel it so often. God, we're men and women of God who have been destined for purpose and for destined for inheritance and they've had seasons of 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 um unfruitfulness. They've had seasons that there should have been harvest and they've bore no fruit. God, I pray right now that you would show them the barriers and you would show them the hindrances that lie within themselves and they would stop playing with you. They would stop playing with you. They would become honest with their identity. They would become honest with what is real in their heart that is not right. And God, that they would turn from those ways and God, you would illuminate them. I pray for courage And I pray, Father, for humility, God, and the humbling of our lives. You humiliate us at times, and it's because you're trying to do something within us. And so, God, I pray, Father, that you would wake up the men and women of God. And I even feel that for some men here, that you don't step forward because you've lost your courage and because life has been hard. Life is hard. Let me tell you something. Life is hard. If you think the devil's going to give you a free run at it, as Kevin has said, you ain't. He's going to oppose you at every turn. He will fight you. You will wrestle him. He will wrestle you. He will test you to see if you know what you're doing, and he will push you to the point that you can't go any further, and he will oppose you. He will stand in front of you. He will strike a sword, and he will say, you can't have it. You must fight him. You will lose things. You will lose things. If you have any age to you and if you have any substance and if you have any length in this life in your faith with the Lord, you will have loss. The devil will eat your lunch. You will be defeated. You will lose battles. You will lose it. Your identity will be tested. Your insecurities, your carnality, your, uh, your lack, your lack of knowledge, your lack of understanding, it will be pushed. And the enemy will try to then he will tell you you have wasted it and he will shame you and he will guilt trip you every step of the way if you don't find out who you are and stay in that centered place. He will deceive you. He has the intention of stealing your fruitfulness from you. He does not want you to multiply. He does not want you to bear fruit. You can sit at your house and watch your shows, but he does not want you to multiply with your talents and your gifts. Just don't bring anything forward. Stay in your chair. Just play it safe. Go on vacation. Kind of plan for your retirement. Don't launch out. Again, I pray that the Father would show you where you've given up hope on that. I pray right now, not like in a regular service. I just pray right now because my heart is so desperate for you to hear the voice of God with your true identity. And you know what else my heart is towards? For you to hear where the, Lord, where the enemy has stolen what is true about you and God's view of you. He's a deceiver. And he's a liar, and he's come to destroy. So I pray, Father, right now, where men don't want to step into their future, where men don't want to step into their plan where men don't have courage anymore, and they want to quit because they've seen that God, it's hard, and they've made mistakes, and sometimes it's not, they've seen that they don't have it, they don't all have it, I just want to pray for you, if that's you, if you're a man, just forget everybody else in the room, it's Mother's Day, I'm supposed to be talking to women, but I really want to talk to the men, and I really want to pray for you, so if you're that man that has not wanted to step forward anymore because of, of, um, you're the man that doesn't want to stop, step forward anymore because of the lack of courage, and you failed one too many times. I just want you to stand. Actually, you know what? Let's just close our eyes. Father, right now, I pray for men in this room that don't want to stand with because of a lack of courage. I break the power of the fear of man over the people in this house of God this morning where the fear of man has dominated them, and they do not take what is yours. So I feel like there's, actually, I feel like there's four here. I feel that there's four. There's two here, but I feel like there's two more, that you don't stand because you're worried what people will think. Who cares what people think? Who cares what people think? You're to step into your identity. Who cares what people think if you're you're to bring forth something with your life, and it's not come Who cares? Father, in Jesus' name, I pray courage to the men of God in this room. I pray for an awakening of identity. I pray, Father, that you, they would see themselves raised up and sitting with you together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus and they would no longer turn back to old ways. They would forgive themselves for the mistakes that they've made and they would move forward in newness of life. God, I pray for a fresh impartation of image, a fresh impartation of image a fresh impartation of image. I pray for a doing away of what is old and the former religious views that they've had. And I pray, Father, for them to come to a place this morning that they would want to journey forward into courage and they would launch into the deep once again. God, they would take the net that they've launched on one side and they've caught no fish for too many years of their life. And God, I pray that, God, they would, they would find courage and they would drop it on the other side when you tell them to. I pray for hope, hope to rise, hope to rise in Jesus' name. I feel like Raul, that's for you. I feel like that's for you. And I feel like even for um, Craig, I feel like the Lord says that to you. I feel like you have a season in your life that's to come forth from you. And I feel like there's chapters that closed, and I feel like the word to you both actually is to move forward. It's forward now. What's lost is gone, and those seasons are gone, and you can't redeem it. What is barren and what didn't produce, but there's new fields for you. And I feel like there's a new retooling to come forward for it. I feel like there's a mindset that has bound a little bit to your perspective, and it causes you to not be able to go through. It's the hindrance for you. And so I feel like the Lord wants to move you forward in a new season of courage for your life. And... um and it's going to be counterintuitive to what you've always been used to because you, you two men are both men of the spirit. And I know you're spirit-filled and you've always been very powerful in, in the value of being a spirit-filled uh, person. But I feel like it's counterintuitive to what you would expect. It's not leaning on your logic. There's a different dimension that the Lord is trying to awaken in your life. And um, it comes from a counterintuitive way. You're to go a new way. I feel like a new way it's a new season and it's a new way and you're not going to like it but it's the way that it's to go so i just feel that so Romans 8.35 says tribulations or distress or persecutions or famine or nakedness or pearl or sword. So we're going to fight something. There's going to be a fight. You will fight something. The devil is not going to give you a free run in your fathering. The devil is not going to give you a free run in your husband being a husband. The devil is not going to give you a free run in being a wife. He is going to oppose you and you have got to look for him and you've got to know your identity and you've got to know how to pull down the strongholds within your life and you've got to to know how to do the intercession, and you've got to know how to step into what's already yours. There's purpose for you, your kingdom purpose, and you're to step into it in all facets of your life, and you are to bear fruit. You are to bear fruit. All right, so for your sake, we are killed all the day long. That's the kind of stinky part. It's true. Sometimes we're going to get slayed, but the truth of the matter is the, the one who's celebrated is the one who fights. It's not the critic that counts, but it's the one that gets into the ring. It's not. Though you fall how many times? How many times do you fall? Though you fall 70 times 7. Though you waste it and though you, you throw it forward in the most negligent, ignorant, whatever kind of way, does God, is God still not good that he'll give you more? It's a lie to believe anything less than that. It's just not true. Yeah, it's not true. So all right, so um, go to the next slide. So we're created in his image. We have a unique image that we're to bear. Um, that image is supposed to be the expression of ourselves. We're not created as clones, was the earlier word. We're not clones. They're making clones. I, I'm curious to see if they clone humans and uh, they, they can bear fruit or they can uh, have children. I would wonder if they can, if clones will not be neuter, you know, like they say the donkeys and horses or something like that, that the one is sterile and one isn't. And I'd be curious to see. Because uh, again, the, the ability to create comes from God and us in his image we bear that that image so you are loved and you are highly favored you are loved and you are highly favored if you are going to move forward in the chapters of your life you must come to an understanding that in all things in all seasons and all failures in all trials in all tribulations in all high places in all low places in all journey spots in all detours in all rest spots where you weren't supposed to stay that you are loved and you are highly favored and the minute you want to move forward you are going to make it you are going to overcome that is how you are going to make it that is how fruitfulness and and fruitfulness and multiplicity comes forth from your life is knowing that whatever that you're in your, your God is strong enough and is more than willing to deliver you in the midst of your circumstances if perfection was the standard none of us would get rescued it's true If perfection was the standard, not one of us would be rescued. It's the try. God celebrates the try. Do you know know what I think of um, Peter getting out of the boat? And do you know what I would say that was probably a really dumb thing to do? You know that? He risked something. He was a fisherman. He knew not to get out of the boat in a hurricane. But he did it because he said he heard the Lord. He heard him say it. Do you know that was a seemingly wasted miracle? Did you know they didn't demonstrate that in front of hundreds? There was no thousands that were dazzled. It was in a dumb hurricane, like a dumb move, getting out of a dumb boat and not thinking about it. Why? We don't see that God actually celebrates the faith of what we're doing as opposed to actually the results sometimes. He says, walk with me. He says, go. He says, try. We don't do it sometimes because we think if it doesn't show up the way it's supposed to show off, well, then we've missed something. And that's not true. It's a lie. Success is not measured like men measure success. God measures success by obedience. God, God has so much that if you squander it all, he can redeem it and he can give you more. Do you know that? you could waste it all the the sin of the older brother in my humble opinion was not doing any not 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 spending his inheritance he had it his whole life but all he he, he could have had the party he could have had the inheritance and he could have did something in his own name but the sin of the older brother was he never went for it and then he coveted his brother going for it he wasted it which was a point but his father, he, what did his father do? He gave him another robe. He could put another ring on his finger, and, and he gave him an inheritance again, didn't he? Why? That's to teach us, God. That's to teach us. He's not he, His view of you is not always that it has to be success measured by men. It's did you obey me? It's did you obey me? Did you try? Did you go for it? The seven sons of Skiva, right? You know, they, got their, they were supposed to go cast out the devils and instead they got their butts spanked and their clothes ripped off. You felt that? I have. Has life ripped your clothes off? Has someone spanked you? Had the devil whooped all on you? Smacked you upside one side and down the other for years? Do you think that God would give him again for trying? He will because that's God. He's lavishes. He's got plenty he's got plenty he's got what you lost plus some more and then he's going to ask you what you learned so you're highly favored so if you're fully loved you have been given all authority and all power to bring forth the kingdom if you have power to be you have if you have power to be fruitful and multiply if your failures don't disqualify you So um, I think that was supposed to be you have the power to be fruitful and multiply. You have the power to be fruitful and multiply in any season in your life and in any circumstance that you've made. It could be your mistake, your carnality, your lack of integrity, your lack of substance, your lack of depth, you thinking you knew more than you did and then making a big hot mess of things. It could be that you're just journeying forward and you're actually doing all, hitting all the right spots. Everything's firing. I hardly ever see that. Please point that person out to me. But um, you, your job is to be fruitful and multiply, and your failures don't disqualify you. They may set you back, but it's how you perceive yourself if, 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 if you move forward. Do you think that you're a failure? Do you think that God is against you? If you do, you won't move forward and you won't try again. It's not what happens outside of you, they say. It's what happens inside of you that cripples the believer. The boat will, will weather the storm if the boat doesn't take on the water inside. It's designed for buoyancy. It will ride the highest waves as long as it doesn't take in the water. Does your identity of the Father change because of what happened to you? Is he still good? Does he still care? Will he help you again? If it's the third marriage, will it come? Will you do better this next time because you'll be more humble? Just a thought. If you don't have hope, God wants to show up. If you're believing a lie, anywhere there is not glistening hope, any area of your life that there is not glistening hope, you have believed a lie. I don't care how bad you've made of it. I don't hear how good it is maybe you're doing really well and maybe you don't believe god for more maybe your problem is is you think the the rug's going to get pulled out from under you that's my problem sometimes i think that the rug's going to get pulled out because it was before that's a lie any area that you have in your life that there is not glistening hope and that the future is not bright you believed a lie and there's been an inception from the enemy of of uh, uh, of deception all right. First Timothy 1.1, 1, 1. Christ, Jesus, Christ, our hope. So if you don't have hope, Jesus is the hope. He is the total hope. Ephesians 2.12 says that in that time you are without Christ, having no hope with God in the world. You cannot do this life in your strength. Do not try to be a mother on your own. You can't. Those kids will run you one, up one side and down the other. Just have more than one, and they will make you crazy. They will. They will show you. Try getting married. Marriage is hard. Woo! Right? Marriage is tough. Whoa. Trying to live through marriage? Huh. Trying to love the other person when he drives you crazy. Where the way that they used to do those little funny things, you know, just that little cute little nuance they have, and all of a sudden you're ready to pull your hair out, and it's not funny anymore. You know? How do you live? How do you live marriage? You have to do it in the spirit. You have to. You have to. You must do it through the power of the Spirit. You must do it through his strength. You can't do it in yourself. I'm lame. I can barely, I can't even love me sometimes, much, love, le- much less love them, much less love him. I've got to have Jesus. I have to have the Holy Spirit. I have to have an increase. I have to. I have to go from greater glory to greater glory. I have to. I can't do it any other way. It has to come that way. You can't do it. You're not designed to do it. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but those who hope in the Lord shall have their strength restored. Do you need your strength restored? Father, I pray now for strength to be restored. Do I have another slide? Okay. I want to pray for, I want to pray for strength. I want to pray for strength. Um, I'm just going to pray over you uh, and close. Father, I just thank you so much for the strength of God. I thank you, Father, for those that want a fresh and filling, and that you would pour it on them. God, I pray for an eraser, an erasing of the past and of the old. And God, I pray, Father, for a revealing of where the unprofitability is and where the unfruitfulness is. And God, I pray for courage, Lord, for mothers that have a hard time knowing how they're going to do this and they didn't have the design of a godly mother, I pray, Father, that you would give them that impartation, that area of need. I pray you would show up. God, for the adult children that are not walking with you because we didn't understand who you were, they didn't understand who you were, God, that you would come in in that lack and you would minister to that need with that adult child and you would help them. God, I pray for creative ideas and impulses and spiritual words to come forth in intercession of how to break the yoke and to, uh, and to, and to encounter that situation through prayer. God, I pray for fresh vision for uh, women to see it, for the seeing of their future. God, I pray for destiny over the lives of your people. I pray, Father, for the chapters that are to close and, Father, for the elder brothers that will not step forward and they've been with you for so long, but they've not stepped forward in their own. They always hide in the back and no one knows that they're actually not bringing it forward but you. And so, God, I pray for a revealing and that you would not let them go. I pray, Father, for the boldness that's supposed to rise up from them and, God, that the identity of God would form and they would begin to see what it means to have the Father's blessing over their life to try. And, God, I pray for the courage of that. I pray that over your daughters as well. Father, for those that are supposed to bear spiritual children, and, God, they, they desire to, but they don't know how. And so, God, I pray for revelation and knowledge and understanding of how to make that happen for their lives. God, I pray for a new design, a new way. God, not a cookie cutter way, but a new design. God, a new elixir, a new formula for their life. God, a special formula for them. And God, when you start speaking in the night to them through dreams and visions and encounters, God, they wouldn't let it pass them by. Like Moses with the burning bush in the middle of a desert on a hot day, he noticed that God was encountering him. So, Father, I pray in the midst of the everyday that these people, God, that desire it for themselves, that they would step into that place of spiritual encounter. And I pray for hope, Lord, to arise in each of them. God, where hope is not there, I pray that hope would rise. I also want to pray, Father, for finances, God, I feel even for the burden for men that have a desire for greater capacity with their finances and for money. And God, they feel like a longing and they feel like a, um, an inadequacy because they're not where they wanted to be even though they had that plan. And so, God, when they're not in that place right now in the financial that they'd like to be, God, I pray, Father, that you would begin a newness of chapter. It would be a kairos moment, which means now. There would be a kairos moment right now, and you would begin to disassemble what is not supposed to be there and what is the hindrance for those blockages. God, if there's things that have to be repented for in their life or misunderstandings or religious rote uh, appearances and, and And religious, rote, repetitive actions that bring forth no fruit and bring forth no spirituality. God, I pray for a humility of heart for these men that they would not do the same thing anymore. And God, in your faithfulness and your hunger and your great passion and desire for them, you would chase them like ones that you love and that are your beloved. And you would not let them uh, be passed by. God, I pray that. I pray, Father, for an awakening that, Lord, the failures of life are not their final. The chapters are lost, but the future is bright and that they would step into it. God, I pray, Father, for the titles that we wear in the seasons of our life. And, God, that you would give us courage and that we would know that we have all that we need because we have the one who is the answer. And so I release that over your people. God, I pray for a fresh impartation of love and a fresh impartation of hope and a fresh impartation of vision, a fresh impartation of understanding and a fresh impartation of the wisdom of what is true for their life. And God, I pray, Father, even for those that will stop playing church. God, men and women who play church too much and their their life produces no fruit, God, I pray that you would show us why our lives are barren and what the promises hold for us. It's just not supposed to be that way. God, I pray now for a disassembling of every person of this room, a disassembling. God, that you would take us apart so that you could rebuild us like the bionic man or woman. God, that they would know that they are a superpower waiting to happen that they would know that they're greater than the Avengers. They would know that they're Superman waiting. God is waiting for you to show up and to try and to start in the small. He's waiting for you to start in the insignificant places. And so I pray, Father, that those here that have a desire in the insignificance of the everyday, that they would step forward in it. And God, I pray that you would bring courage to them. I say now for the old chapters to close and a Kairos moment to come forward from this time. And I pray, Father, that you would nurture it just like you're the perfect mother, you're the perfect nurturer, you're the perfect nester, you're the perfect petri dish for something to develop and something to grow. And so I pray that over the lives of your people even now for growth. I command you to come forth with fruit. I command new life to come forth in your life. I command the buds that don't form to start to form in Jesus' name. I command the field that does not bear fruit to begin to be changed and to come forth with fruit and harvest. I command, follow ground that does not grow anything, and there are no crops, but you should bear something. Something should be growing there, even if it's fragile, even if it's dwarfed, even if it's like a little deformed, but God, where there's no fields that bear nothing, God, I pray that you would get a hold of them and you would teach them that they are, believe that you're a harsh taskmaster and you would not let them be the, remain the same. I pray for a launching out. I pray for a launching out into big things. I pray for nets to drop that no longer want to be dropped because they think they know more. They think they know more. They think they know better. They've walked with you so long. They don't have to ask anymore. God, I pray that you would change that. You're a good, good father. You're a wonderful God. You're so true and you're so faithful and you pursue us because you're so passionate and hungry and jealous for us. And God, I pray for that jealousy to arise. I just pray for a fresh feeling of hope from the reigns of heaven, a fresh filling of, of future and a fresh filling of vision and a fresh filling, filling of titles and seasons and chapters. I pray for a fresh filling of the reign of God from the reign of heaven, portals to open even, I pray. Windows to start springing forth, doors that were locked to, to come open in Jesus' name. Doors that have been locked off to come open in Jesus' name fields to start springing forth, fruit to start bearing, vineyards to have vines. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Did you get something out of that? Was that a happy, 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 happy?